Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we are studying the Bible. We're studying the Gospel of John. Today is episode 95, and today we're looking at John chapter 4, verses 43 through 54, and this will close out chapter 4. Jesus has been in Samaria. He encountered the woman at the well. She believed something about Jesus, went into town and told the other townspeople. They came out and encountered Jesus, and many of them believed. They asked Jesus to stay with them. So he stayed for two days, and many more believed. Let's read today's passage, John 4, 43-54. After two days, he left there for Galilee. Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When he entered Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen everything he did in Jerusalem during the festival, for they also had gone to the festival. He went again to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a certain royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea into Galilee, he went to him and pleaded with him to come down and heal his son, since he was about to die. Jesus told him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Sir, the official said to him, Come down before my boy dies. Go, Jesus told him, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus said to him and departed. While he was still going down, his servants met him, saying that his boy was alive. He asked them at what time he had got better. Yesterday at one in the afternoon the fever left him, they answered. The father realized this was the very hour which Jesus had told him, Your son will live. So he himself believed, along with his whole household. Now this was also the second sign Jesus performed after he came from Judea to Galilee. So verse 43, after two days he left there for Galilee. He left Samaria. It says he stayed with the Samaritans for two days to share the truth of the word of God with them, and that many believed. So we were told they were in Judea and they were heading to Galilee. That's why they were crossing through Samaria. They encountered the the people of Samaria there and spent some time with them. Now they are continuing on to Galilee. Now remember, Jesus himself is from Galilee. He's from Nazareth, which is a town in in Galilee. Verse 44 is, is... Confusing to a lot of people, and it's kind of awkward here, but it says Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So what's the deal here? He's heading into Galilee, which is his own country, but it says in verse 45, when they entered Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen everything he did in Jerusalem during the festival, for they had also gone to the festival. So what's going on in verse 44? Because Jesus had been rejected in Judea, some people believed, but the majority did not. Jesus then entered Samaria, many people believed, although obviously some did not. Now he comes into Galilee, and it says in Galilee they welcomed him because they had seen the signs that he had done down in Jerusalem. So why is he saying in verse 44 that a prophet has no honor in his own country when in the next verse, it says they welcomed him. Well, there's a lot of speculation here, and we can't really say exactly what John means. The points that John is trying to make here are about believing. 
when some people believe, they believe something about Jesus, but they don't believe fully. At the very end of chapter 2, when Jesus was at the festival in Jerusalem, it says many people believed, but then it said Jesus didn't believe their belief. So they believed something. They believed that Jesus was a miracle worker, but they didn't believe he was the Christ. They didn't believe he was the Messiah, the Savior. So this is part of the point that John is making here is about belief, that you can believe something, but not fully trust in Jesus as the Savior. So when he enters Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him because they had seen everything he did in Jerusalem during the festival, for they also had gone to the festival. So they believed something. They believed he was a miracle worker. But the majority of them did not believe he was the Christ, the Messiah. So verse 46, he went again to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And here in Cana, he encounters this royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. Now, this royal official, we don't really know anything about him, but he probably worked for Herod Antipas. And Herod was the tetrarch, his ruler of a fourth. He was the ruler over Galilee and Perea. And he was under the authority of the Roman Empire, but he was the, the local ruler. Well, we don't know much about him other than he lived in Capernaum, and his son was ill. He hears about Jesus, so he goes to Cana to encounter Jesus. And in verse 47, he pleaded with him to come down and heal his son since he was about to die. So the royal official comes to Jesus and, and begs him to come to Capernaum to heal his son. Now, some people want to link this to a healing that occurs with the, the servant of a centurion in the other Gospels. They're very similar, but there's a lot of differences also where the, the uh, centurion case the centurion says you don't need to come you have the authority to heal him from where you are and jesus commends him for his faith faith in in this instance the the man begs jesus to actually come and his faith is, is somewhat weak so there some people want to say the same thing but just with different characters now there's two completely different stories here but the man begs for Jesus to come to Capernaum and heal his son. In verse 48, Jesus says, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now, the you people is plural. He's talking more than just the man, the father who's come to him. He's talking to all of them. And this goes back to this idea of belief. Many of these people believe. Obviously, this father believes something. Otherwise, he wouldn't come to Jesus. But what is his belief? He believes that Jesus is a miracle worker. He believes Jesus can heal. But does he believe that Jesus is the Christ? No, obviously not. He believes he can work miracles and he wants a miracle. And so Jesus' challenge is to, to all of them. Yes, they, they welcome him because they believe he's a miracle worker. But he's not a magician. He's not there to do signs and wonders. Now, we see signs and wonders together a lot in the Bible. And uh, sometimes it's used uh, in a negative way as far as false prophets. And a lot of times it's used in a positive way even uh, as far as Jesus and the apostles. But this is the only time that John uses the word wonders. 
he, he talks about signs a lot, but this is the only place he talks, he uses the phrase signs and wonders. And that's what the people are intrigued by, the signs and wonders, the things he does. And here we see it linked with believe in verse four, at the end of verse 48. Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And so the challenge is, what is it they believe? He's not a magician. He's not just a miracle worker. He is the Savior. He is God. Verse 49, the, the man responds, Sir, come down before my boy dies. Now he's begging, please come and, and perform a miracle and heal my son. But Jesus' response, go, Jesus told him, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus said to him and departed. Now this is a, a shift here in John's narrative. Now what is it that they believed prior to this, or up to this point, at least in this account? They believed the miracles they had seen. Here there has not been a miracle yet. And it says, the man believed what Jesus said and departed. Here he believes without seeing the miracle. And so this is a shift in uh, the theme of belief. Believing without seeing. Believing without the miracle. Verse 51, while he was still going down, that is down to Capernaum, it's downhill, his servants met him saying his boy was alive. It's about a 20-mile trip. We don't know how far he had gotten when the servants met him, but apparently he'd gone quite a ways because, verse 52, he asked them what time he got better. Yesterday at one in the afternoon the fever left him, they answered. The father realized this was the very hour which Jesus had told him, your son will live. So he himself believed along with his whole household. So the man make, makes the trip. Uh, from Cana down to Capernaum, and about the time he's getting close to home, servants come and meet him and say, the boy has been healed, and it happened the same time Jesus said he would be healed. Interesting phrase here, the end of verse 53. So he himself believed, along with his whole household. Well, it says in verse 50 he believed. The man believed what Jesus said to him and departed. This is part of the way John presents belief. Often there are stages of belief. When the woman at the well encountered Jesus, she believed something. Then she went and told the townspeople. They believed something. But then when they came and encountered Jesus directly, they believed more. And they said to the woman, we no longer believe because of what you're telling us. We believe because we've seen it for ourselves. And so here in verse 50, he believed some he believed what Jesus had said to him. He believed something. But now, in verse 53, after he's experienced the miracle, he believes more. And this really matches what we experience, is belief occurs in stages. Belief occurs as a process. We, we like to often think it's, uh, it's, it's like a switch you turn on as you're from unbelieving to believing. But believing occurs in stages. Now, at what point are you a believer? Well, that's up to God. But the point is, sometimes you believe something. You believe it enough to investigate more. And you grow in your belief. Because belief, well, another way of 
thinking about belief is trust. You don't go from a completely untrusting to completely trusting. It's a, a process because it's a process of believing. It says along with his whole household. Well, everybody has witnessed this miracle and everybody has heard now the testimony of the Father. And so everybody believes. Now, is every single person? No, when he uses terms like the whole household, I mean, the majority of them. Verse 54. Now, this was the second sign Jesus performed after he came from Judea to Galilee. Now, we see this and say, wait a minute. There's been a lot of signs. How about all the, the reason the Galileans welcomed him was because of the signs they saw in Jerusalem. Well, we've got to remember the, what John is doing here. John's presenting a case of who Jesus is. This isn't a newspaper report of everything you wanted to know about the life of Jesus. He's presenting the testimony, his testimony of why we should believe. Remember, we go to the toward the end of uh, John's Gospel, John 20, verses 30, 31. He says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you have life in his name. So we got to always remember, this is the purpose of John's gospel. It's not just to give a historical account. It's so that people would believe. Now, some people want to divide up John's gospel into cycles. And, and this is the end of what's called the Cana cycle which is chapters 2 through chapter 4. And the Cana cycle begins at the wedding of Cana. And it says, this was Jesus' first sign. Now, it ends here at the end of chapter 4 at Cana again. And it says, this was his second sign. They want to say, okay, this is John's thought process. This is the Cana cycle. The beginning sign at the wedding, the ending sign with the healing of the sun. For those that like to use this Cana cycle, then we will begin next time what they call the festival cycle, which is chapters 5 through 11. We're dealing with several of the Jewish festivals. And then verse, or chapters 13 through 17 are the farewell cycle. Now, not everybody likes to divide up the, the gospel that way, but that's how some people explain that this idea of this was his second sign. This is closing out this Cana cycle. Now, some things to think about. You know, the themes that John presents, the themes that John uses are the idea of testimony or witness, truth, and believe. People believe based on what they witness, and what they're believing is the truth. But then people are also being witnesses, providing testimony about what they believed, which is the truth. And the, there's been a movement in, in this cycle from believing based on the signs to believing without the signs. And that'd be a, some of the things we see as we go through the, the Gospel of John. You know, in Jesus's prayer in chapter 17, he talks about those who are his immediate followers, but then talks about those who will follow based on their testimony. Or when he encounters doubting Thomas, and, and Thomas believes because he can touch the wounds of Jesus and believe in the resurrection. But Jesus then talks about those who believe 
in the coming generations who have not actually seen this. So we're moving, talking about belief, stages of belief, growth of belief, and even the whole idea of moving from believing based on witnessing the signs that Jesus does to just believing without the signs, based on the testimony. And what is the testimony? It is the truth. Well, we've finished chapter 4. We've finished the Cana cycle. Join me next time as we start into chapter 5 of the Gospel of John.